Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got some hard-hitting questions, and our first story of the day is from RoutineLet2090. Am I the jerk for telling my former friend turned sister-in-law that I'm never going to be her comfort person again? I, 25-year-old male, used to have the biggest crush on my childhood friend Emily, 26-year-old female. As a teen, I wasn't very assertive and a little awkward, so I never made a move and just hoped that one day Emily would realize that I was the guy for her. The only person who I openly admitted my crush, although it was kind of obvious too, was my brother Liam, 28-year-old male. He was much more assertive and confident than I was and would run through girls like water. So I went to him for advice about Emily. Given the situation at the time, you can imagine my surprise when I caught Liam and Emily hooking up. I know that she technically was never my girlfriend, but it still sucked and I did feel betrayed. Turns out they hooked up at a party once and liked the encounter so much that they kept meeting up to do it when no one was around. I felt completely sick and basically just distanced myself from Emily after that, which could be really awkward because we had a lot of classes together and had the same shift at the part-time job we had, a job that Emily frequently depended on me to give her rides to. I just wanted to remove Emily from my life completely. But during the summer of our senior year, she and Liam sat me and my parents down and explained that Emily had gotten pregnant and they were planning on keeping the baby. My parents weren't happy while I just got up and locked myself in my room. All I could think was, well crap, now she's never going to go away. I purposely transferred to an out-of-state college so I wouldn't be home as much and lied about getting stuck in traffic when I missed Emily and Liam's wedding and I showed no interest in my niece Daisy, 8-year-old female, although I still make an effort to be polite when I'm around them. Recently, Emily's father had passed away, and she's really going through it because, despite him not being around, she always desired a relationship. When we were kids, I remember all those times I was a shoulder for Emily to cry on whenever she felt sad about her dad, and I guess she was longing for that type of comfort for me and kept reaching out. One day, I relented and let her vent, but I maintained a silent and formal demeanor on the matter. After spending about an hour crying, I offered Emily some water, and then she asked me why I was being so cold, how I know how much she needed a friend right now. I calmly yet firmly told her that we were just kids then and that if she wants that level of emotional intimacy, then she needs to go to my brother, her husband, because I stopped being her comfort person a long time ago. Emily cried even more, left, and has managed to send Liam, my parents, Emily's mom, and from mutual friends to call me up and tell me I'm heartless and sad for being so spiteful. I can honestly say that I'm now over Emily, but that doesn't mean I'm willing to be as close to her as I used to, so am I the jerk? In that situation, knowing that they're only reaching out because they used to rely on you as a person to just hear them out and let them vent? and you just treat them so coldly over something that they have no 
I assume preconception about, I would say that makes OP the jerk. Now, considering this is so far long gone, I feel like most people would probably say that OP should just have moved past it and accepted it by now. But do you guys think that this might be something that OP should honestly just be honest about their feelings about with everybody? Like, should OP sit their brother and Emily down and explain how they felt for all this time? Or is it just too much? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Throw RA Birthday Song 5. Am I the jerk for telling my fiancé that he embarrassed me when he started singing the happy birthday song to his 5-year-old son at the restaurant? I, female 30, have been with my fiancé Ned, male 36, for a year and a half. He has a 5-year-old son with his ex-girlfriend. They don't have a custody arrangement, but he has him most of the week because the mom is currently sick. His son is lovely, but I notice that Ned takes him everywhere he goes, including places that aren't child-friendly. And we have an issue with that now, but we're working on it. His son's fifth birthday was days ago. Ned took us out to a restaurant to celebrate. The place was nice and looked a bit unfitting for the occasion because it was a somewhat expensive place. Anyways, we ordered food and then got the birthday cake, which was a surprise to me because I thought we were going to celebrate at home so we could be free to sing and play however we wanted. I still had no issue with that till Ned started singing the happy birthday song to his son. I was stunned. I almost dropped my plate. He was singing it at the top of his lungs, not even looking around or paying attention to how many people were staring at us awkwardly. I felt so embarrassed. I kept whispering for him to stop, but he ignored me. Of course, my future stepson was hyped and a little too active, which isn't good when we're at a public place. I expected the staff, the manager, anyone to get involved and stop him, but no one did. In fact, some woman came up to us and offered that she help him take a video recording. I wasn't in it at all. I froze in my seat looking stunned and a little angry. He looked at me later asking what was wrong. I didn't say anything except, thanks for finally noticing. He didn't understand what I meant and I didn't explain till we were in the car. I flat out told him that he embarrassed me the second he started singing in the restaurant. He looked shocked, saying he didn't get why I would be embarrassed by him celebrating his son's birthday and cheering him up. I told him we could have done this at home when we'd be more comfortable and free. He took it as in I was ashamed of him and his son, but I denied it and said that it just felt awkward and embarrassing too maybe because I've never been in this situation. And also judging from the restaurant we were at, he said that his mom's sick and he's trying to do all he can to cheer him up and that all families do that and no one had an issue with that except me. Then when I tried to explain, he got mad and said he no longer felt like talking. We haven't been speaking since then. It appears he's still salty about me saying what I said and insinuating that I see him and his son as an embarrassment. Am I the jerk? I think he's being too harsh with the whole ignoring me thing instead of talking it out. I think OP is the jerk here. I feel like they have some kind of social issue. I mean, I'm a heavy introvert myself, so maybe it'd be a little uncomfortable for me, but I don't think it's crazy for a dad to sing happy birthday to their five-year-old kid in a restaurant. And even if it's a slightly fancier place, I'm sure somebody looking around, seeing a father singing it to their kid with a birthday cake, they're not going to be upset. I think you'd have to be cold-hearted to not put things on pause for a minute and honestly kind of enjoy a father singing happy birthday to their own kid. I think OP was the jerk. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. 
This next story is from Plenty Limit 2874. Am I the jerk for suggesting my stepdaughter's overreacting over her milk? My wife and I, both 40, have a kid each from previous relationships. Mine is Connor, 18-year-old male, and hers is Sasha, 16-year-old female. My son has a girlfriend, Hannah, 17-year-old female, and both her and Sasha are lactose intolerant. Sasha spends half the month with us, so we always have normal and lactose-free milk. I'll admit, Sasha's milk is quite expensive because she only likes a certain kind that she can also drink alone, and not just with coffees or smoothies. Now the issue is, Hannah spends almost three to four days here, and my wife and I don't mind at all, but Sasha's complained several times that Hannah drinks her milk as fuel during those days and barely leaves anything for her. We go to the supermarket every two weeks. Sasha can go to any nearby store and get more, though not the one she likes, and has asked us to either buy a gallon for her only and one for Hannah or tell her to go buy her own milk. My wife decided to just buy Sasha a small fridge to keep in her room so she can store her milk and other things there, which I find very disrespectful. I mean, it's just milk. We can always buy more. This has caused Hannah to ask if she can borrow a bit of milk every time she wants to drink a coffee with us. And Sasha says yes, most times, but when she decides Hannah's had enough milk, she says she's almost running out, which is a lie. A few days ago, before Sasha was about to come back from her father, my wife and I bought the groceries and I put the milk in the fridge. Then Sasha came and attempted to take it to her room and I said that she wasn't allowed to do it because it was for the whole house, so she had to leave it there. She didn't say anything and just went to her room and about 5-6 to hours after that, Sasha's dad pulled over and bought her a gallon and told us that we didn't have to buy any more lactose free milk for Sasha since he'll be taking care of it from now on, but that my son's girlfriend wasn't allowed to have any so we had to provide for her if we wanted to. My wife is mad. She said we should have let Sasha have her own milk and bought another for when Hannah is here, even if it's not as expensive. But I think Sasha's being a brat. Am I the jerk? If you're going to have somebody over and you're going to allow them to consume some stuff there that is expected for the people who actually live there, and it's not enough, then yeah, you should supply enough that both people can have some. What I'm struggling on is why wouldn't they just provide enough that Hannah and Sasha can have some? That was the crux of this situation. I'm not gonna lie, Opie kinda just sounds like a bad stepfather. Why not just supply enough for your stepkid and your son's girlfriend to both have some and have it not be an issue? The fact that they'd go and just buy a whole different fridge rather than just buying an extra gallon is just astounding. Buy an extra gallon or put your foot down with Hannah. I think OP's definitely the jerk. I don't want to go on too long, but OP literally wrote, I mean, it's just milk. We can always buy more. Then why didn't they just buy more? Our next story is from Unlikely Strategy 596 Am I the jerk for telling a stranger, it's weird you chose to sit right next to me when there's so many other seats available on the public transit? So I took the transit today, and the streetcar was totally open and available. It's really nice because there were about 30 different seats available and I was alone. I was sitting on the window seat and some random stranger just came up to me and sat next to me. I was thinking, why is this guy sitting next to me? There's like 30 available seats at the front and back and he sat next to me. So I said to him, why did you sit next to me? There's so many other seats everywhere on the streetcar. It's just a little strange. He said, well, do you own this seat? Is this your seat? I can sit wherever I want. 
You're being unreasonable here. I said, correct, I don't own this spot. I just don't understand why you chose to sit right next to me when the entire streetcar is empty and you can sit anywhere you want on the streetcar. He responded the same thing and I thought, okay, I don't want a conflict with a random stranger I don't even know. I ended up getting up and moving because the situation was perplexing to me. It's like an unwritten rule that if there's an abundance of available seats, you sit alone. So am I the jerk in this situation? As a person that cherishes their own personal space, I think OP is not the jerk here. Also, if anybody jumps to conclusions, OP is male, so it lowers the chances of one of those common preconceptions there. This is kind of like the unwritten code about urinals. If you walk into a men's restroom and let's say there's four urinals and somebody's at the first one, you go down to number four. It is an unwritten code that you do not pull up to another person right next to the urinal if you can help it. I would think same goes for public transport seating. Our next story is from Throwaway Scraps. Am I the jerk for feeding my dog table scraps from a dinner my boyfriend made for us? I, 24-year-old female, have been dating Jay, 28-year-old male, for four months. He's handsome, smart, funny, well-educated, has an awesome job, and is a sweetheart. Sunday, he had a whole day planned for us. We were going to walk a nature trail and then go back to his place for dinner he was making. I was so excited because it was going to be the first time I'd be at his house. Since we were hiking, he said I could bring my dog Shelby with us. He made us a roast and some vegetables for dinner. I finished my plate before Jay did and took it to the kitchen. There was still about half the roast left and it was close to Shelby's dinner time, so I took half of the half of roast and some still raw vegetables from the fridge to put on a plate for Shelby. I was carrying the plate to the back door with Shelby to feed her outside, and Jay asked me what I was doing. I told him feeding Shelby. Jay said something like, well that's not dog food. Jay knows I mainly feed Shelby a raw diet. I opened the door to put the plate down for Shelby, and Jay got up, took the plate away from her, went to the kitchen and came back with it wrapped up in tin foil and told me to leave. His excuse was that he made dinner for me and him, not me, him, and my dog, and that I should have asked before I helped myself since he would have used his leftovers. I did leave but not before telling him that he made that meal for us so I could do with some of it as I pleased, and he knew darn well how I feed Shelby. I tried talking to my friend about it later that night, but she said Jay was right to be upset, but this friend's never really approved of how I treat my own dog, so I feel like she was probably a bit biased and the wrong person to ask. Am I the jerk for just feeding my dog like I normally would? Considering he made the food and he never consented to giving any of it to the dog and you never asked, I think OP's pretty clearly the jerk. I'm not judging the way OP feeds their dogs. It definitely isn't the way that I would feed my own dogs. Personally, if I made food and there's a lot of leftovers, I'm saving it and I'm having it for myself later. I think it's honestly really inconsiderate of OP to just go and section off food that their boyfriend made in their boyfriend's house without ever asking. Also, a quarter of a roast? I would not call that table scraps. Our next story is from TA Homeless Parents. Am I the jerk for not feeling sorry for my homeless parents and not offering my house for them to stay or help? I'm a 30-year-old female. My parents had me at age 15. My whole childhood was heck. They never put me up for adoption or anything like that because my grandparents would help. And every time CPS was triggered, they suddenly became the best parents in the whole world and blackmail me to lie. But the reality is, I lived alone most of the week. 
and at 8 years old, I already knew how to make myself a meal and by myself, while my parents were partying, traveling, drinking, or fighting. When I was 15, they fell in love again and had kids like rabbits. 15-year-old male, 13-year-old female, 12-year-old female, 11-year-old male, and 9-year-old male. I left home when I was 18 years old. It hurt in the bottom of my soul to have to leave my siblings. But I couldn't stand it and I had no financial condition. At 24, I passed a public contest that pays me very well. I scraped my butt off to study and work. At 25, the CPS contacted me, saying they'd taken away my parents' custody of all of their Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Children and asked if I was able to take care of at least one. They were looking for relatives. I said I would take care of everyone. I know it's not my responsibility, but a part of me... I always wanted them to get out of that and only now I had a good job. My house isn't very big, 4 bedroom, 2 bathroom, but my husband and I, he also wanted to, were able to accommodate everyone and we're not so tight financially. They're good students, polite and affectionate, I don't regret having welcomed each one and my husband treats everyone as if he were a big brother or a father, younger. My parents try to get them back as my grandparents cut off the help after they lost custody, but they couldn't and custody became permanent for me. We haven't had contact with them for two years. My father's sister called me these days, saying that she was shocked seeing my parents as a homeless person asking for money on the street. The family's moving to see if someone can shelter them and they decided to come and ask me if I could shelter them or help financially since I had a good job. I replied, nah. I pass. For them? No, and I'd rather give this money to their children I raise. My father's whole family started to fill me with messages saying that I'm turning my back on two people who slept on the streets, how cold-hearted I am to do this and I don't even want to help when I can. I blocked everyone. My husband said that he's on my side but that I should give a symbolic amount so as to not have a weight on my conscience. Am I the jerk? Absolutely not the jerk. These parents never truly cared for OP and gave them a tumultuous and awful childhood where they had to learn to fend by themselves from a very young age and then went and did the same thing to five other kids and then dumped them all on OP. OP doesn't owe them anything. And I agree with OP that that money that they would give would be better served going to the five kids that have legitimate futures. All these other family members sure are complaining an awful lot despite not doing anything and not taking them in themselves. 
Our next story is from throwaway 6630685 Am I the jerk for telling my husband if he wants to give money to my stepdaughter, the same amount should be given to my daughter as well? Me, 46, and my husband David, 51, have been married for five years. I have a daughter, Amy, 21, and David has a daughter, Erin, 21. They're only a few months apart. Both started college a few years ago. Amy got a scholarship for her school, which, combined with the funds me and my ex had for her, pretty much covered everything. Erin moved out of state to Massachusetts, and her school doesn't offer scholarships. David had a college fund for her, and the rest she'll cover herself. What's going on now is David said we have a fair amount of savings, and he wants to give some of that to Erin for her student loans. That's not exactly fair to Amy. He said that hers are paid off. But I replied that he should give the same amount to Amy for rent or something, even if she doesn't have college fees. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Erin plays violin with the local orchestra. She had her first small show about a month ago. We went all the way to Massachusetts because David wanted to see her perform. He was also the one who bought her the violin as a gift when she got into college, but no gift for Amy. We argued over this and David said that it's difficult for Erin alone. I replied then she should have stayed here instead of running off to a different state and picking up things like violin to show that she's better than everyone. He got really mad at me for saying that. I'm just trying to be fair, but am I the jerk? So I don't necessarily think OP's the jerk for the money thing, but I think OP is a big jerk for saying that oh she shouldn't have run off to Massachusetts and picked up a violin. Honestly, what the heck is that? Why does OP feel the need to have to attack these life choices that David's daughter made? Why is it bad that David wants to go to Massachusetts to see their daughter perform for the very first time? That's a bad thing? The first half is one thing, but OP's definitely the jerk here for the second half, where they show, like, some kind of weird, biased hatred for their stepdaughter. Well, she shouldn't have picked up that violin to show she's better than everybody. Our next story is from Pluto902. Am I the jerk for giving my friend a necklace that my husband gave me and refusing to ask for it back? My friend didn't have a necklace to go with her dress, so I offered her one of mine. She kept telling me how much she loved the necklace. So I told her to keep it, as I never wear it anyway. I gave her the necklace four months ago, but she recently wore it to another party, and my sister-in-law mentioned how I had a necklace that looked exactly like that. My friend told her that I'd given it to her, and my sister-in-law made a comment about how that was nice of me. I thought that was the end of it, but she told all of my in-laws and my husband. Now my husband's demanding I get the necklace back, and everybody's angry at me, and I don't understand what the big deal is. I've told him I can't ask for the necklace back since my friend clearly loves it so much, but he said I have a week to get it back, or he would get it back himself, and that he would think twice before giving me anything from now on. Am I the jerk? It seems like the majority sentiment on this post is that OP was the jerk. But I don't necessarily think that OP was the jerk. I mean, there's definitely some questions you'd have to have to understand to really know for sure. Stuff like, how expensive was it? What was the situation in which he gave it to her? Like, was this a $1,000 necklace? Was this a $50 necklace? Was it an anniversary gift? Or was it just a, I was thinking of you kind of gift? There's definitely some important context here, but just baseline, I don't think it necessarily makes OP the jerk. Let's say the situation was just, uh, they got it out of the blue for OP, nothing special. Would you be a jerk for re-gifting that later down the road if you didn't wear it that much? Let me know in the comments. 
Our next story is from Throw Waddy. Am I the jerk for ignoring my daughter for a week? I have a daughter, 11, with my ex-girlfriend. We broke up before she was born, and I know that it was my fault because I was an awful boyfriend, and I cheated on her and other things, but I've changed. She didn't tell me about my child until a while ago when I accidentally found out about her and suspected she might be mine and got a DNA test to confirm. I've been trying to be involved in her life, but my ex makes it very hard for me. I know she's still mad at me for the things I did when we were together, but she's poisoning my daughter's mind and turning her against me. The other day, she asked me why I cheated on her mom. Who says that to their child? Now, every time she's with me, she misbehaves. I've been showering her with gifts and attention, but she's always like, I wish you weren't my dad, even though I've been nothing but nice to her. So a week ago, I finally snapped and told her I won't be her dad then. I still prepared food for her and took her to school and made sure she has everything she needs, but I didn't give her gifts, didn't play with her or talk to her for a week. My parents say I'm a jerk, but I think it was good for her. I'm gonna say OP is the jerk. I don't necessarily think that it was the right way to go about it. I think although it really hurts, OP should find comfort in just knowing that they're trying to be the best dad they possibly can. Even if the kid isn't necessarily returning any of the love that you're trying to put towards them, I think you should just try your best to continue to be loving and supportive and I don't think you necessarily have to shower them with gifts but try to take them to experiences they love, tell them nice things, tell them you care, do what you can to take care of them. Also, I think it's fair for the kid to understand why their parents aren't together. I would just say, if you want to be the best dad possible from this point forward, don't ignore or abandon your kid and just continue to just put your best foot forward, even if they're not necessarily returning it. Our next story is from AITA Throwaways. Am I the jerk for asking a bakery if the pastries they were selling were made that day? I went to a bakery when they opened, 7am, asking about pastries. She told me that the ones I wanted were not ready yet. A little background, this bakery always has items in their display case, even at opening and closing, but makes fresh ones as needed. So there's always stuff in the display case, and it's pretty much impossible to tell when they were made. Two hours later, I finished my errands and stopped back on my way. The pastries in the display case now showed what I wanted. Remember that there were also pastries in the display case at 7am, I just didn't get a good look at them. I've been sold stale items at this bakery before, and so have Google reviewers, so I asked the owner if they were made that day, just to make sure they weren't mixed up with whatever was previously in the display case when they opened. She was extremely offended and went off on a huge rant, going off on me which included these points. You came here earlier and asked, there was nothing there, now you're asking if these are made today? If I had these, I would have sold them to you last time. Don't keep asking if these are fresh. It was a much longer rant, but that was the gist of it. Well, I told her that there were items in the display case when I went earlier, i.e. not nothing there like she claimed, as the shelves always have something in them, and that's why I was asking. I ended up buying what I wanted anyway, but she was extremely rude and clearly didn't want to sell to me at all, or expected me to walk out or something. From my point of view, it's an innocent question to ensure the pastries I was buying were not day old because, again, this has happened to me and many others at this bakery before. But I also might be a jerk that questions a small business's practices and its offerings and disrespected the owner with an offensive question. Am I the jerk? It seems like everybody in the comments are piling on OP and like, 
Yeah, they should have gotten the memo that it wasn't there when they walked in, and then later they are there, so clearly they were made that day. But I don't think asking the question necessarily makes OP the jerk. OP wasn't like pointing fingers or accusing them of anything. Honestly, if anything, I feel like the owner was a little too reactive. People in the comments are like, OP's going to this place multiple times and badgering the staff. Is really like going to this place two times in one day, both times asking, hey, are these things fresh? Badgering the staff? Is it really stressful to say, yes, they're fresh, yes, they were made today? Is that too much? And our final story of the day is from Plu2120. Am I the jerk for making my daughter sleep at my sister's house after she made fun of her brother and his friends? My husband, 38-year-old male, and I have two kids, 14-year-old male and 14-year-old female. Our 14-year-old son is autistic and gay, very feminine boy. Up until a few months ago, all of his friends were girls. A few months ago, he started hanging out with a group of athletic boys, which me and my husband found odd at first. About a month into this, he told us that one of the guys was his boyfriend. The boys who he was hanging out with are extremely close to his boyfriend. He said his boyfriend's friends are very sweet to him, ask him questions about jewelry and makeup, and were amazing. In the past few months, they've been coming to our house with their friend, and they definitely are very sweet. They share some common interests like anatomy and physiology. The boys like it because of sports, and my son's just a science nerd. My son also loves collecting stuffed animals. We see nothing wrong with this. One of my son's new friends collect plushes of baseball, football, etc. players. The boys recently came over for a sleepover. The one boy brought over his baseball and football player plushes, and him and the other boys started playing with them, as well as my son's stuffed animals. I had them leave the door open, son still with his boyfriend after all, and when my daughter walked by his room, she started to make fun of him and his friends and said it was embarrassing that her twin brother played with stuffed animals as a freshman in high school. The boys ignored her, but then she started making sounds, imitating a baby and a toddler. When I heard those sounds, I went upstairs to see what was going on, as she was being pretty loud. I saw she was mocking the boys. I immediately made her go to her room and apologized to the boys for her behavior. I planned on talking to her after I made dinner. As I was cooking dinner, I get a text from my brother saying that his son, my nephew, saw my daughter was recording the boys and making fun of them on her Instagram story. After that happened, I was worried for the safety of the boys. I didn't want her to hurt their feelings anymore. They weren't doing anything wrong. I called up my sister and told her I needed her to take my daughter for the night. My daughter knows her aunt well and has a good relationship with her. My sister's a teacher, so I thought she could give my daughter a good perspective on bullying. I went in her room to tell her her aunt was picking her up, and she started screaming at me. She eventually agreed to go after I threatened to shut off her phone. The next day, I get a call from my mom asking why I abandoned my daughter and how it's natural for her to be embarrassed by her brother playing with plushies at that age. She also said it could be traumatizing for her to sleep there instead of with me. My sister keeps reassuring me I did the right thing. Am I the jerk? I think OP wholeheartedly did the right thing here. I think OP's not the jerk, and they were just looking out for a bunch of kids who did not deserve to be bullied for just trying to have fun. Frankly, the daughter's behavior was just straight up awful. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, Click on that left video, or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right.
That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.